today on Soundtrack Alley Spotlight. I'll highlight some of the best 90s science fiction in film, including Jurassic Park, The Lost World, The Fifth Element, Men in Black, Dark City, Bicentennial Man, The Matrix, and The Phantom Menace. A full jam-packed show, and it starts now. I am Randy Andrews, your host, and welcome to part 9 of the history of science fiction and film. Thus far, we've examined some amazing films through the series, and I want to keep bringing more to the table. Sci-fi in the 90s was still gaining its footage, or I should say, footholds in the 90s. Superhero films were starting to take hold, such as Batman Returns, Batman Forever, Darkman, The Phantom, and many more appeared in the 90s, such as, well, X-Men. Don't get me wrong, superhero movies have their place, but that's for another discussion. There were other films that really boomed science fiction in the 90s and really gained some speed. The first I'd like to discuss is Jurassic Park, The Lost World. This film is actually a far cry from the book that Michael Crichton wrote. It has a different plot. Some of the same characters, some of them were merged with other characters, but still much different. The feel of the film has the same terror and a few surprises for science fiction leaps. The score for the film breeds life into it, with John Williams at the helm for another Steven Spielberg production. So I have a suite of music for you to hear, and I hope you enjoy it.
Next, leaping into science fiction proper is the fifth element with Bruce Willis, Mila Jovovich, Chris Tucker, Gary Oldman, and Ian Holm, just to name a few. The film challenged many of the concepts of time and patience in the world of science fiction. There were some broad spacing of good versus evil, large corporations, small innocent people just trying to make a living, like being in a crowded city like New York City, giant spaceships bringing wonder and awe to the world. Many people didn't realize the power that this film brought about. It built people's appreciation for spaceships, for battles, for aliens, and for lots and lots of action fun. Luke Besson created the film and brought out great special effects that pushed people's imagination further toward the stars. I really love this film and truly relish it for the pure sci-fi magic that it brings to the table. And so, here's a sweep.
Our next film I'd like to discuss started as a comic book. It's not a superhero film. It was the intergalactic police patrolling our planet for extraterrestrial life. Can you think of what it is? The movie I'm talking about is Men in Black. This film really shows how small we as humans are and how equally small our concept of time and space is. Space is a lot larger than we think. And we may be smart, but there's a lot more we really don't know. I love how this film plays upon the tropes of bugs and humans, slang words used, challenging how we perceive people, or even how they come across, and it's really funny at times. I challenge anyone to think that this film didn't stir some true science fiction feelings into their minds. The score was by Danny Elfman, who of course is best known for his work with Tim Burton, and he helped bring a signature sound to the main series. There are intergalactic politics in the film, aliens, ugly bugs, ships, tiny aliens, and much, much more. It asks certain questions like, what would happen if you had a device to erase someone's memory? What if you had no fingerprints? What would life be like with just a letter for a name? This also played with the ideas of speculative fiction in the genre, and this music really presents it well.
Many films in the 90s played along with comics and books. One of these worth mentioning is Starship Troopers by Robert Heinlein. This, the film is based upon the book and plays out kind of like a teen soap opera, which is kind of irritating and it slogs the film. It wasn't the essence of the novel at all, and Peter Verhoeven wanted it bloody and violent, which is actually part of the essence of the book. This was a good thing because it's exactly what we received from a film, with giant bugs ripping the guts out of people. One of the redeeming qualities is the score by Basil Paladoris. So listen to it sometime and enjoy it for what it is. I won't be playing it here on the show. There were many other films in the 90s that dealt with aliens and big explosions, but these films really didn't push sci-fi forward. Uh, movies like The Faculty, Armageddon, Deep Impact, Deep Rising, Disturbing Behavior, and a whole slew of others that were fun to watch, but didn't really reach past science fiction for what it should have been. The faculty had its moments with Invasion of the Body Snatchers, played by a teen girl who was a giant monster. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. Other films, like Godzilla and Lost in Space, which was a remake film based on the TV series. And it was best played with characters like Gary Oldman. So I could go on and on about that film, especially with the time travel aspects and how we get other films to examine it. One of my focus films, though, that I'd like to call attention to is actually a hidden gem called Dark City. Let's give you some background on it for those that don't really know much about it. It's about a demented genius who's played by Kiefer Sutherland and a sympathetic detective and a group of ominous beings that are drawn to an amnesiac who is played by Rufus Sewell, and he's accused of murder. The plot doesn't really do the film justice. It's dark, well, literally. And the city is so much more, like it moves on its own because that's the way the aliens move it. Oops, spoiler alert. Uh, there's telekinesis, mind control, crazy weird aliens, and a constantly shifting city. I mean, the city shifts every single night. It asks some very specific and deep questions in the realm of science fiction. What does one do for the elements of science? How far will you go without compromising your humanity? Is true love honestly something that exists? Can one move objects with their mind? The film delves into really having our minds blown about how humans could be experimented on from a standpoint of not even knowing it. I don't want to give away too many details, but it makes for an excellent examination of one's psyche and how the experiences change as one exists. Enjoy this suite of music from the film, and I hope you like it.
three suites I'd like to discuss are from 1999. Yes, clear at the end of the 20th century, we get three fantastic films. First, I'd like to look at Bicentennial Man with Robin Williams. Think of it this way. 
The Modular Man by Roger McBride Allen in reverse to where a robot wants to become a real person, not the opposite. And it really asks what tales of humanity are challenged with this film. Does a robot begin to have greater sentience by turning himself into a human? How do the roles of humans change with the steps of looking at a robot changing to a human? Does this alter people's beliefs of true love? Does true love exist in robots? There are very speculative questions that one can ponder over. Robin Williams really brings the role brilliantly, and James Horner presents the music with a heart and soul stored inside a robot wanting to flood out and reach to love another. It really has heart to the film, and I hope you enjoy this suite.
The next film I'd like to discuss is really one of the best boundary-pushing films of the late 90s. It challenged people's ideals for reality and existence. What is The Matrix? The Matrix has you. These were really taglines for that film. This film sparked what is called bullet time. Slow-moving, computer-generated bullets flying through the air and people bending against reality and challenging the system to break it and change the course of those bullets. Dodging bullets and bending the air itself. What if humanity created artificial intelligence and it turned against them? What if AI built a better system of keeping humans in check? The Animatrix deals with some of these complex questions. The Matrix challenged the way movies are made, changing effects for the better, but many films in the early 2000s became cluttered with bullet time, unfortunately. It does leave a lasting mark, though. Enjoy this suite of music by Don Davis. It's some of the best work he's done.
Sadly, we've come down to another end of Soundtrack Alley Spotlight for today. I'd like to thank Alexander Shebel for composing Soundtrack Alley's theme music. You can find his work at xanderscores.com. Lastly today, what's ending the 90s without one last large science fiction saga film? That would be Star Wars The Phantom Menace. It came out at the end of the year, and for young children, this was their Star Wars. Some adults thought it was one of the worst decisions that George Lucas could have made, whereas true fans who love science fiction enjoy the films and the story for what it was, and still is. It can be enjoyed and brought fantastic action uh, to a new generation. And this was after 17 years without a Star Wars film. I mean, the original trilogy was my Star Wars, and it asks so many vital questions. What was the Clone Wars? Was Vader ever human? Did he ever fall in love? How were Luke and Leia born? What happened to their mother? How did Senator Palpatine become emperor? So many questions asked, and this film was able to start answering them. The music, of course, was by John Williams, and he performed wonderfully. Now, you can find my show through Podbean, Spotify, iTunes, and Stitcher, all at Soundtrack Alley Spotlight. And you can find those through the show notes. You can follow me through SoundtrackAlley.com, email me, SoundtrackAlley at gmail.com, even follow me on social media at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all at Soundtrack Alley. And until the next part, happy listening.
Thank you for listening to Soundtrack Alley Spotlight. I hope you've enjoyed it, and if you're on iTunes, please rate and review the show. It really helps Soundtrack Alley Spotlight get noticed. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Soundtrack Alley. If you are an Apple podcast, please give the show a five-star rating. Check out the content over at SoundtrackAlley.com, as well as Cinematic Sound Radio, where most of my new material is posted. If you have a comment, question, or concern, please email me at SoundtrackAlley at gmail.com.